Benjamin Franklin and John Jay made a good team. Wearing fur hats and cotton hose, Franklin wooed Parisian salons that delighted in his rustic appearance and the tremendous eloquence he displayed in the cause of the American colony's independence. John Jay was less of a charmer and did not much like the French, despite his French ancestry. His grandfather, Pierre-Auguste Jay, a Huguenot, had fled religious persecution and settled in America around the end of the 17th century. But he was an experienced diplomat who sheltered behind his government's instructions when he needed to, and calmly disregarded them when he felt he knew best. He successfully negotiated the Treaty of Independence, which was signed by him, Franklin, and John Adams in Paris on September 3, 1783. This diplomatic feat won him the distinction of being one of the founding fathers of the young American Republic, and made him the first Chief Justice of the United States. No other member of the Jay family would match John Jay's prestige and national importance. Nevertheless, thanks to him, the Jays found themselves at the summit of America's aristocracy of merit, a position they would maintain throughout the 19th century, and that their 20th century descendant, Susan Mary, would view with pride and a sense of obligation. The men of the family studied law at Columbia, Yale, or Harvard before becoming bankers or lawyers, distinguished by restraint and lack of greed. They were occasionally sent on diplomatic missions, and they all had a sense of civic responsibility, often serving on hospital or university boards, or taking part in local assemblies. Several of these quiet, law-abiding citizens became known as outspoken abolitionists, A number of them chose to live in New York City or in the Hudson River Valley, where the most respectable and affluent families owned estates as vast as those of Virginia planters. Wealth, necessary for leading a comfortable life in public service, came through marriage to powerful clans, such as the Bayards, the Van Cortlands, the Livingstons, and the Astors. In 1876, Augustus J., John J.'s great-grandson, married Emily Kane, the great-granddaughter of John Jacob Astor, who had once owned entire swaths of the island of Manhattan. Attractive Emily, rumored to put rouge on her nipples like a saloon girl, made a hit in Paris, where her husband took a position as a diplomat soon after their marriage. Two sons were born, Peter Augustus in 1877 and Delancey in 1881. Diplomatic Wanderings Peter followed in his father's footsteps, attending Harvard and choosing to become a diplomat. President Theodore Roosevelt, a friend of his parents, appointed him to his first post in October 1902, recommending that the young man take his job seriously. The young man obeyed, although he never forgot to have a pleasant time. He served in Paris, Constantinople, where he played polo on the shores of the Bosporus, Tokyo, and Cairo. A few months before war broke out in Europe, he was sent to Rome with his wife and daughter. It would be unseemly to speculate whether Peter's marriage to Susan Alexander McCook, which took place in 1909 in New York, had been a love match. Susan came from a family famous for having sent 17 men to fight on the Union side in the Civil War. Unlike her forebearers, She had little taste for adventure or affection for daredevils and hotheads. 
She was a sensible and composed woman, who soon became her husband's best advisor. Two years after the wedding, their first daughter, Emily, was born. Seven years later, on June 19, 1918, in Rome, they had their second daughter, Susan Mary. After six years in Rome, the world tour picked up again, El Salvador for a couple of insipid months, then Bucharest. Peter's job was to defend the interests of American companies exploiting Romanian petroleum, a resource whose production had taken off after a difficult period during the war. In his free time, he escorted the Romanian queen, Marie, a granddaughter of both Tsar Alexander II and Queen Victoria, who was often photographed as a Byzantine icon dripping with jewels or as an operetta peasant girl in an embroidered blouse and headscarf.